Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James, and with me is Matt, yes, who's Hello. been diving into compression ignition and particulates. Oh, uh, and Richard, Buongiorno. who's been assessing the halftime score in that contact sport, otherwise known as new car sales. <laughs> and we'll update you on the man, the myth, the legend in this week's Musk Watch. So stay with us. But first of all, we've got some feedback, and look, SC, uh, a regular commenter thinks maybe the deliveries record that Elon was shooting for, we were talking about that last week, was for the Mars Moon mugs rather ah. than cars because uh, Richard Elon had mistakenly uh, put up an image of the moon in mm. full eclipse yes. as uh, Mars and it ended up on a mug for SpaceX, a piece of merch. Of course it did. Yeah. So yeah. that could be. You know, maybe it's record sales after we gave it a bit of a burst last week. You can imagine yeah. a few cups have moved off the shelf. All helps. Needs um, a bit of fact-checking. Now, Hammer Rocks. Um, Hammer. Oh. He's humble in victory and thanks us for the cap. Notes he has a solar panel that powers the sex machine like me <laughs> and gives Jimbo a shout-out for getting him across the line because Jimbo came in to, to give him a, a final shot. We've got the address. Yes. And uh, here it is. Look, JC's just getting Look, here it is. The envelope, the cap. Yep. It's on its way. All right. So there's the proof. Have we signed it? We've signed it in black. In black. So it'll be difficult to to make that out. It's very subtle. Very subtle. This one's been signed as well. You can't tell. It's perfect. (laughs) Now, Stephen Davis wants to know if we cop an urn from iTunes for the audio version of this podcast. (laughs) And all I can (laughs) say is, well, no. Um, but if any sponsors out there would love to throw a bit of cash out, yeah. Money, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd, we'd be, for a gratuitous mention here, yeah. except no, streets no. ice cream, we'll eat Buffalo uh, Bills <laughs> live on set. Now, Prince <laughs> Prince Dog official is interested in the idea of a Hilux hybrid, Hilux hybrid by 2025, because mm. Toyota has said that they're going to have a hybrid version of each of their model lines. By 2025. So his mind has gone to Hilux. It'll happen. Mm. Um, Says fuel economy seems to be the primary driver, you know, in the working ute market. And how will a hybrid go? And I reckon it's a really interesting question because you think of it in terms of passenger cars, but what about the commercial vehicles, you know? Very interesting question. Mm. Very. And I I think already Toyota has so much knowledge on board in terms of hybrid. They've been at it for so long Mm. that morphing it into the whole commercial space and Mm. giving it enough torque and making sure that it can do the job and save a bit of fuel. Absolutely. I'd trust them to be able to Uh, do that pretty well. I mean, we're seeing it in uh, America with the the next segment up, Utes, uh, with hybrid versions and electric, Mm. the fully electric Rivian. There's also hybrid versions of the Ram Mm. um, Ah, and the F-150. So... I think it'd be even safe to say that Toyota, in their secret mountain lair, already has one. Maybe even an EV hybrid, Hilux, yeah. ready to go. Full, full EV? Ready to go. Yep. yep. So I, would. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in answer to that question, it does seem a little bit oddball right now, but Toyota will be so far ahead of the curve that Richard's right. Mm. They will have been working on it for some time, oh, yeah. and uh, I reckon it, it'll, be, it'll be pretty good. Yeah, it'll, yep. it'll call into question uh, the usability of that sort of drivetrain in the application. I mean, as we know, utes these days aren't necessarily just for work. Uh, a lot of the time they're for play as well, and more yeah. and more so they're for play more than work. So mm, yes. a hybrid application would actually make a lot of sense. Yep. Well, that's true, and I mean, it's a nice segue because uh, Prince Dog, um, official, talks yep. about the fact that people tend to go for a diesel, petrol sales so minuscule uh, in Hilux, <clears throat> uh, which brings us to the topic of... Yes. Diesel and where we're at with that because it's getting a bit of a bad press uh, uh, at the moment in terms of 
emissions. I suppose it's always had that to a certain degree. But but what's doing? It's on the fill, nose. Fill us in. It is on the nose. Yes. So uh, as you may be aware, the uh, end of year, end of half year sales have uh, just happened, and uh, it, what it means is that the first six months of this year have gone past, and we've seen basically diesel drop across every single segment. Wow. So is that right? Yeah. So. Even in the uh, heavy commercial, uh, I mean, sorry, the light commercial um, sales, you'll see a diesel price, a diesel drop of eight point six percent for yep. uh, private buyers, and two point two percent for um, non private buyers. Now, so, I mean, we're going to get to a, a, a kind of broader wrap on, on the first half, yep. but how does that relate to the market overall? It's, it's, it's been going in a negative direction anyway. Yeah, know? yeah. So, uh, I mean, diesel, basically, people are moving away from it in every possible way they wow. can. Oh, yeah, um, okay. And that, a lot of that has to do with car manufacturers actually pulling diesel cars off the market. Yep. So, a lot of the uh, private passenger car segment vehicles that had diesel engines in the years gone by now do not have diesel engines available for people to choose. Yes. So they might be, uh, you might be, even popular cars like the Toyota RAV4, uh, which has had a diesel in the past, this generation version, no diesel, instead they've got a petrol or a hybrid petrol. And in fact, they've been recalls, bring your car in, we're pulling that diesel engine out, putting a petrol (laughs) in. Just to make sure that we'll do know, it for we re- you. Yeah, refresh the fleet. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I, I don't think that's as far as they're oh, going with it, okay. but not yet. No. Um, maybe if you see a, a Richard Berry uh, classic short film coming up very soon, mm. um, you will see that maybe electric is the future. So, so yeah, it's not, not the future. So yeah. it's driven partially by availability. Uh, yeah. A, a lesser range of choice. Yeah, exactly. And so even uh, you're looking at private SUV sales are down in diesel land as well. Um, um, but it's, you know, there's other cars. Hybrids are up immensely. Um, petrol, electric, uh, plug-in hybrids as well. They're all going up uh, where diesels are just going. Yeah. Mm. But that doesn't mean that there aren't brands who are still investing in diesel or still selling cars exclusively with diesel. We're seeing the new Volkswagen Touareg, for example, only available in diesel at the moment. Um, and looks like that they'll only offer it as a diesel uh, unless there's a plug-in hybrid petrol that comes along at some point later yep. on, yeah, uh, or a petrol V8, which yep. we can wish, which is a, which is a possibility, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's yep. a possibility. Um, I think that the that sort of end of the market is quite interesting. The luxury SUV segment is still very much dominated by sure. diesel engines. Yes, um, there are more and more um, petrol hybrid coming, uh, like the X5 that you wrote a story on, JC, this yep. week. X5 yep. will have a range-topping petrol hybrid yep. version, yep. Uh, which will offer customers a different sort of mobility, I guess you could say. But Richard, what do you reckon about diesel? Is is it on your nose? I mean, not uh, literally, but... It's, it, it won't be... Look, a had, bit of soot. I've had it on the nose in the past. <laughs> did work as a, as a gardener, and that, that smell of diesel still... Uh, I don't know whether it's the black powder that Richard <laughs> favours, but... <laughs> oh, look, um, diesel's one of those things where, uh, even though it's being outlawed and banned uh, in, in European countries, um, I think Australia and the United States will probably be the... Last two to hold out uh, in terms of the use of diesel yep. um, because of our agriculture industry and commercial industry. Um, but we will go the way they are going. Um, and look, 
we've all been in this game for a few years now and we've we've gone to launches and we've seen them announce that there are no diesel variants being offered um, yeah. in ranges ran, yeah. you know from from light cars to yeah. to, to, to utes and stuff like that because so you know let's yeah. face it the, mm. the benefit of diesel is its fuel economy mm. and that typically a compression ignition engine that's right diesel delivers really good torque yeah, um, yeah. low down yeah. so it's got a lot going for it yeah mm. Sadly, in recent years, controversy around diesel emissions of various kinds has brought it to the public attention, mm-hmm. and diesel is quite literally on the nose. Yep. But yep. you can't write off the fact that it is hugely efficient yeah. um, as a means of internal combustion. And so that brings me to the new Ram 1500 Eco Diesel. Um, Eco Diesel is one of those uh, words that you sort of clean cringe. Coal? Clean coal? Is that yeah. ox- oxymoron? Yeah, you, you yeah. cringe. No, yeah. I, just... Like yeah, clean coal? Yeah. yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> so it, it is coming with a 3-litre mm-hmm. turbo diesel V6 with 179 kilowatts and 569 newton metres. So yeah. it's got a bit of a torque advantage, mm. uh, a bit of a power deficit compared to the 5.7-litre V8 versions of the Ram. But it's also $10,000 more, and it still mm. uses 11.9 litres wow. per hundred for yes. a diesel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe that's a really honest claim. Um, where we see a lot of manufacturers... Optimistic? Yeah, saying, you know, mid-sixes or high-sevens or whatever, mm. and you end up mm. using double that. Um, so, and and probably the most disappointing thing about this new Ram 1500 Eco Diesel is that you can't get it with the four-and-a-half-tonne towing capacity. It's a three-and-a-half-tonne limit, which sort of rules it out in my head yeah. instantly because yeah. the advantage of having the extra mm. torque would be that you can pull bigger yes. things easier. And I would have thought that the prime target for those things were people that you know, have to tow yeah. big stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yep. exactly. And so, I mean, I, th- I think that uh, going back to Professor Dog or whatever his name was, mm. um, is it Professor No, Dog? no, let Princess, me get that right. Princess Dog? Uh, Princess Prince Dog. Dog Official. Oh, Prince Dog As Official. As opposed to Prince Dog Knockoff. This yeah. is Prince Dog Official. official. Okay. Yeah. My apologies, Prince Dog Official. Um, I, I think that, um, yeah, there's definitely moving forward the next seven, six, seven years, we're going to see more and more hybrid Hybrid utes. cities. Yep. Yep. Hybrid utes and hybrids generally is just the way things are going. Bye-bye, diesel. It's been good. Uh, I, I still love diesel engines. I mean, there's still so much controversy around diesel gate. You think about yep. uh, even in the last week or so out of Germany, there's been reports about Audi's uh, 3-litre V6 diesel having four defeat devices detected. Wow. And it was on sale until August last year. Yeah. So Oy. this is... This Which, is a, an evolving yeah, story. It, it continues is. to keep getting Well, it'll partially dirty. be through legislation. There'll be some you know, areas that will just say, okay, no diesel engines. Yep. We, we don't want them in our area. Um, lack of availability through manufacture and consumer demand through yep. just general cognizance of, of what diesel is and whether people like it or not. It makes me wonder about the next generation Land Cruisers mm-hmm. that we see, the new 300 series that apparently people are really interested in. Um, not many people buy a Land Cruiser 200 series. But, but want to know about But it. everybody wants to know about <laughs> it. <them. laughs> okay. um, so this new 300 series is apparently going to be hybridised. Yep. And I just can't wait to see whether Toyota will do a diesel hybrid All as right, part well, of its... Mm. It would be great to get some feedback from people listening yeah, and let us know. watching. Let us know what you think. Is diesel in your future or not? If not, why not? Um, just let us know. That'd be great. And we'll move through then to sales more generally. And Richard, it's been a tough, tough sales world out there, hasn't it? it? Has Fill us in. It's been one hell of a year. But we've reached mm-hmm. halftime. Yep. We've reached halftime. I'm blowing the halftime whistle. I've got a bit of a, a wrap up for you. I'm going to give you the, the, the winners. 
uh, for the first six months of this year, the losers. Uh, well, they're not so, not of, so winners. There's a lot of losers. <laughs> there's a lot of losers. Uh, there are a lot, a lot more losers than winners. Um, and also just give you the, just give you the figures. Um, so look, as we know, the market is down. Like down, down, prices are down. Because like, we've, been, we've been in this mode where we just kind mm. of expected mm. each year to be uh, incrementally just a little bit higher than the last. That's and right. it's been that way for so long. Each year we're like, we've passed the million car sales, you know, yeah. mark, and then we've passed it again. And last year it was about one point. 1.15 um, million cars were sold. This year, uh, we are we are not on track to hit that. Yeah. Um, so this year, uh, 554,496 vehicles have been sold. Now that's all vehicles, light yep. vehicles, heavy vehicles, small cars, passenger yep. cars, SUVs, all of them. Yeah. This time last year, uh, we were at 605,522. So about a hundred, hundred or so, or fifty or fifty thousand cars ahead. Yeah. So sales ahead. Um, there's a lot, a lot of reasons for this. The housing market's been also suffering. There's been an election recently, mm-hmm. uh, and we've even noticed just in these monthly June sales, not even the, the you know, the end of financial effie um, yeah. incentives have helped either. Ufus, um, Ufus, yeah, <laughs> uh, the market is still down. Uh, so it's down by compared to last year, year to date, by eight point four percent. Right. Um, so the winners at the six month mark. In number one place is the Toyota Hilux. Oh, surprise. Yep. Now, just, just sales of the 4x4 alone, 19,516 this year. Right. In number two, hot on its heels, uh, is the Ford Ranger, Ranger. Ute. Wow. Um, also, and just 4x4, just four four, don't forget you can get 4x2s as well, but these are just the 4x4 four four I've taken out, 19,258. So it's close. It's really close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen the Ranger outsell the Hilux in the 4x4 four four segment before. Yeah, that's so right. But Hilux just has those those few fleet buyers in yep. the two-wheel drive segment. Still interested. That's right. Actually, that says more about Ranger than it does about Hilux. Yeah, um, yeah. Number three is Mazda 3. Uh, and that's 15,215 year to date. Wow. That's really good. I'm surprised um, by that. So it's knocked off Corolla. It's knocked off Corolla. And um, Mazda 3 was uh, at number three um, before this new generation uh, model came out as wow. well. Um, and in number four place for year to date figures, Toyota Corolla, mm-hmm. not far behind, actually, only about 200 behind uh, yeah. from Mazda 3, 15,019 sales in- this year. Interesting thing about Corolla is that they're persisting with an old sedan, but the new hatch, where yeah. Mazda's launched with new sedan and new hatch at the same time. The new sedan of the Corolla will come later this year. And I mean, I wonder if that'll boost it's a, things. It's, it's a small part of yeah. the market for them, but yeah. it's still an important car. I mean, yep. You know, it's the the new Corolla sedan is not that much smaller than a Camry. That's Correct. right. It's going to be five Correct. grand less. It's so, <laughs> you know, there will be lawn bowls club car parks oh, all uh, over the country. Chockers, chockers. With yep. it. They've got yep. the sporty new Corolla. James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at it. Isn't it? Oh, I don't know. It's a bit. Oh, it's a bit too. Uh, a bit too much, for, too much for my blood. Alloy wheels. Anyway. <laughs> and in number five, uh, number, in fifth place, we've got the Hyundai i30. Of course. Um, you know, okay. the top three small, you know, cars. Yeah. Uh, 14,980 sales. Um, no surprises there. Um, oh, well, actually. Really? When do, when do we get to an SUV? Yeah, I was going to say that. I am a bit surprised that the three hatchbacks, maybe this is a part of the um, the cash-strap society that Australia seems to be at the moment. Yeah. They're all opting for hatchbacks rather than stepping up to a SUV yeah. that they don't need. Well, look, the losers, the losers are even more interesting because losers don't necessarily indicate a car that's bad. Yeah, sure. Um, because there's a couple here which are bad, uh, <laughs> and there's a couple here which are really good. Yeah. Um, so losers this year. Um, 
this year, Astra, Sedan and Sportwagon were axed. Yep. They've gone. Um, but even though sales till June are 3095 which are not, not too bad um, mm. for a model. Um, a lot of a lot of manufacturers sort of are quite happy to sell three thousand. Oh, there'd be Not- manufacturers that'd be happy to sell three thousand <laughs> yeah. total. Yeah. Correct. I mean, yeah. and you ne- you never mm. go broke making a profit. That's so right. That's d- right. Volume in some senses is irrelevant. Mm. If mm. you're making money and you can make throughput for your deal and the network and all that stuff. Yeah. But still, the scorecard it's the scoreboard. Yeah. But there are even worse ones than that. Okay. Um, the BMW Six Series GT mm. seventeen was sold in two thousand nineteen. Um, now, here's a car which is good. I've reviewed it, and I really liked it. Um, the Kia Rondo. Um, they sold four in 2019. Uh, and I love that but car. But I think that wow. car's now been axed. Yeah, so it's four that are left. It's one, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those cars that, yeah. you know, should have done better than it did. And they had the soul as well. It was yeah. the same sort of story, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, getting quick for your Rondo. Yeah. And finally, and a car that I loved, and I, gave, yeah. I, I really rated it, the Subaru Levorg. Um, they've only sold 109 oh. this year, and it really deserves to sell far more. It's such a good right. car, mm. right. you know. Successor to the Liberty, yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's a great Le- wagon. Lavorg um, always sounded like something out of Transformers to me. Like it should <laughs> be a character <laughs> I, somewhere in the background. Its biggest issue is its name. Le if Vorg, it was an Impreza wagon, yeah, th- they would sell yeah. five times that many. It's built on a WRX platform. Yeah. It's WRX all the way to the boot. Yeah. And it's just got a wagon. So yeah. you reckon it's the it. awkward dinner party conversation? Like, oh, you've got a new car. Tell yeah. us all about it. What'd you get? Yeah, yeah, we got a Lavorg. I reckon you, got you a would. What? Yeah. You, well, you I'm would, off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you would yeah. say, I've got a Subaru wagon. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Turbocharged. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turbocharged one. Yeah. So that's how you'd get out of it. Or a WRX wagon. Yeah. Sport. Oh, I didn't know they made them. Oh, yeah, yeah it's called a Lavorg, but it's a WRX, mate. Oh, it's a WRX. Yeah, just right. I have to go uh, as well. <laughs> I don't feel well. It's a oh, I better go. Oh, I've got a big day tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's the wrap-up for you. Terrific. Things aren't, you know, things aren't looking particularly good for vehicle sales in Australia right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not too far behind, uh, but maybe the market's sort of settling down. Well, absolutely. We've gone down to the Reserve Bank uh, at 1% mm-hmm. as the uh, interest rate. We've got a stable kind of political situation. We've had the election. Yeah. Um, ScoMo seems to be, you know, just sailing along, doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. Um, maybe people will feel a little more optimistic in the second half. Who so, knows? here we go, boys. Are we going to tick over a million sales this year? Are we going to fall short? Oh, no. Uh, over a million, I would say. Yeah? Yeah. How much over? Uh, I don't reckon it's going to be much over. Well, sorry, Richard, just to put you on the spot, what yep. was the total figure for the first total half? Total figure for the first half uh, for this year, 554,496. Yeah. Uh, so things have got to get better, yeah. Well, but even part, if they maintain that pace. The only thing to say is part of that first half is Eurufus kind of numbers, yeah. and that is the biggest sales period of the year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you get a bit of pre-Christmas activity, and then it goes really quiet yeah. at the end of this next six months. Yeah. So, not by much. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it'll be a million and just tripping over the line. Yeah, okay. Mm. What about you? You reckon the same? Oh, look, it will. It will go over a million, um, but only just. Yeah. You know, if you double what we are at the moment, it will. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look, I reckon we'll still maintain that sort of uh, about eight, six to 8% lower than last year's sales, which... You know, gets us just over a million. Yeah, gen- generally, I think that's going to be an okay outcome, considering what could have happened. All right. Yeah. Just just as a as a final uh, uh, bit of information, Holden is still in the top ten for June as okay. well, and they've Sweet. been holding on to that spot for just. a long time. Yeah. Right. That's right. Holden, holding on. Okay. Mm. Very good. Now, rather than a million cars, let's mm. talk about just one at a time. Yep. And 
the cars we've had in the garage oh, this yes. week. So I'll kick it off. Yeah. And with a car that I, I probably had a particular expectation of, it's the BMW Z4, mm-hmm. and it's the two-litre version. So it's the entry point into into there. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I wonder how this will go with thinking back to Z3s and, and into the distant past of this kind of model range for BMW. And there were some attributes of the car that are quite similar and characteristic of those older ones. Yeah. The seat feels a bit thin, you know. It's been trimmed down because they're trying to pull weight out mm. of the car and yeah. you get that feeling like, oh, I'm not sitting in a very comfy seat. But it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just that sort of thin feeling. And you're sitting quite upright mm-hmm. um, in the car. But the engine, the two-litre, I couldn't help thinking, that's all the engine you need in this car. Yeah. It, was, it was really quite sprightly. Uh, just I didn't go on a particular drive-in. I, I drove it home, took the long way to work um, on the way in, and I really liked it. Now, the, the problem is that it's a little bit exy. You know, yeah. um, you're still looking at $85,000 before oh, you've put wow. it on road. Wow. And the car that came to my mind while I was driving it was an MX-5. Yeah. Like, they're in that same sort of zone, if yeah. you like, in terms of the way they feel. Obviously, they're both two-seat convertibles. Mm. That, that's a given. But just the way they drive, and an MX-5, I'd, I'd probably be going down that road. Um, yeah, I, you know. okay. I didn't realise it was that expensive when I drove it as well. Mm. I, I had a quick spin of it, but I, I yeah. thought it was like high 60s. Yeah. And at high 60s, I was thinking, oh, that's okay. Yeah. But if it's 85. Yeah. If yeah. For me, a Z4, if a Z4 is $55,000 yeah. as that spec was, mm. yeah. they'd sell plenty. Yeah. Well, look, let's put a, you know, a, a bullseye on the screen. And if I've got that wrong, people can just take aim. Uh, <laughs> but but um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I did have a look this morning. And I'm pretty sure that's the right figure. That's but, a lot. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of money. And especially when you say um, you can get the same driving experience and the same fun out of an MX-5, maybe even a little bit more. Mm. Because it's, it, you know, because as you're driving along, you're thinking, I've got this fless. Yeah. And, and and I, I've got to say that in the MX-5, just to go off on a tangent, mm. The two engine options there, the 1.5 and the 2-litre, just to be perverse, mm. I really like the 1.5. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a good balance. I think yeah. it's a yeah, it's a better balanced yep. car. Yep. It feels a little more nimble. I'm sure it's not my imagination. It yep. does feel like a more responsive car. Yep. So And it means it's even less money. Yeah. Um, I really like that car. So yep. I'm with you. That's the yeah. appeal of, a, I think, a, a small, cheap roadster. Yep. Yeah. So it's just got to be fun. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now, Richard, we'll yes. move on to your good self. And we were talking about hybrids not too long yeah. ago. And you're in the, I, the middle of that zone. That's right. Totally in the thick of the hybrid land. It's Toyota. It's Corolla. Uh, I wonder what hybrid land would be like. Oh, anyway, would sunshine efficient. Uh, rainbows. It'd dull. just be a lot of pretty dull. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talking of those a noises. Bit of brake feel weirdness. Very very wooden brakes. <laughs> um, I've been in a Toyota Corolla Ascent Sport Hybrid. Okay. Um, it's look. You know how I feel about hybrids. I love electric cars and I love combustion engines. I don't like that. Halfway in between, it's like skim milk. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, like between it's like, water and milk. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically <laughs> a hybrid for me. Okay. It's not a good petrol car. It's not a good electric car. It's somewhere in between. It's a happy balance. Oh, it's not even happy. It's, just, oh. it's not even a balance. Anyway, look, it's too small for me. Yeah. Uh, I can't sit behind my driving position. No. The boot's too small. Mm-hmm. Um, These are just my initial driving. The back seat's tight. It's yeah. so tight. Um, but those those front seats are, are really comfortable. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really a sort of a two-person car, and if you've got two small kids or, you know, occasional people sitting in the back, then it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I was surprised by the boot size. Yeah. Um, but um, to drive, great. 
Uh, you know, in terms of driving dynamics, the yeah. chassis is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the steering is really good. Um, it's really enjoyable to drive. It's just missing a, a full petrol engine. And the, and the other thing, Richard, as you <clears throat> probably um, discovered or already know, the, the boot space is ah. just so limited. You know, it's a yeah. massive Achilles heel. Absolutely. Yeah. I took some video of it yesterday, which you can probably see behind us, and the boot's tiny. It's not only high, so you have to sort of hoist things up to get over it, over the sort of lip. Um, it's just tiny. Yeah. Um, I couldn't fit. All the things that I normally transfer out of the boot of one car into the other, I had to use the rear rear row to yeah. put yeah. The stuff. Yeah, and I think mm. that that's your pogo stick, the pogo your, stick, your, your, fencing um, outfit. That's right, no. fencing outfit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that um, <laughs> that sort of uh, practicality thing mm. does play into some people's purchases. Yeah, but other people just want a little hatchback. Yeah, they don't really care about. That's the boot. a good point. But if yeah. you do want a big boot, I mean. You've got nearly three mm. times as much boot space in a Rav Four. Yeah. So yeah. it's a much bigger vehicle now, though. <clears throat> yeah. Rav Four, yeah. like yeah. it's a pretty big boot. Well, even a CHR. But, and yep. I would argue that on the other side of that, if you just want the little, it, you got a Yaris. Yeah. You know, so That's if right. you're really not fussed about backseat room or or load space, Yaris is there. The Corolla, yeah. by rights, <clears throat> should be a little more generous on, yeah. the, on the load and space. One thing is for sure, um, the Corolla will be around forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that model, you'll be seeing it on the roads in 2050. Yeah. Um, At the end of the cosmos, the end of there'll, the cosmos be Corolla, there'll be a yeah. Corolla. There. <laughs> it feels well built. It's well put together. It feels pretty bulletproof. Um, cool. Yeah. There's not, not, there's not much not to like apart from the size. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next vehicle. Mm-hmm. And M4, you have been behind the wheel of a Blue Oval special. Yes. yes. The Ford Focus Active. Oh, wow. Now... Um, as at, opposed to the inactive. Yes, yeah. as opposed to the latent. Dormant. Yeah, dormant. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the Ford Focus Active is basically a slightly raised, slightly beefier looking version of the regular Focus mm. Hatch. It's designed to appeal to people who want that little bit of SUV-ness. Uh, it's essentially the perfect embodiment of the term crossover. Okay. Um because it's just a front-wheel drive hatchback that You're looks You're crossing tough. over to the other side. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> You're speaking to us from beyond. <laughs> I, I sort of feel that uh, it's the most reluctant How's attempt. How's doing? It's the most anyway. reluctant attempt at an SUV-ish car that I've ever come across. Because it, it doesn't... It doesn't fully commit to the idea of being SUV-ish. Right. They've got two extra drive modes. They've got 30 mil higher suspension. It's still front-wheel drive. Mm. I put it in slippery mode, accelerated from around about this morning. The tyres still spun. It's just... All right. So trying to please too many... Trying to appeal to too many It appeals to someone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's but it's so short of what you might think that you want if yeah. you're buying that sort of car. If you're buying that sort of car, buy a Subaru XV because you get all-wheel drive, you yeah. get the beefy looks, and it's it's not taking a half-hearted attempt at it. Well, isn't that the old truism that if you try to please everybody, you please no one? Yeah. Yeah. So un- unless you do get a bit specific <coughs> about it, um, you, you're going to yeah minimise like, your appeal. I'm the sort of person who loves Audi all-road models yeah. and the Volkswagen all-track ones and th- those sorts of cars with the beefy body kit and the the rugged look and all that uh, vo- the Mercedes-Benz yeah. E-Class wagon with the yeah. the that that is I'm, I'm there I'm that guy right but not mm. if it doesn't have all-wheel drive okay 
It just seems yeah. a bit of a miss. Yeah. It, I mean, I went to the launch of that car. Well, not well. They, it wasn't ready by the time uh, the, the new generation Focus came out, but we so, did cover it so all. So you turned up and there was just... <laughs> <laughs> no, they gave us all the technical information. Uh, okay. And it's really interesting that what they've, how they've engineered that, because one of my questions was, have you just, you know, put, you know, have you just jacked it up? Have you just put it on stilts? And one of the reasons why they didn't do that, because they didn't want to affect the handling. So mm. what they've done is actually changed the knuckle. Mm. Um, so it's got a larger knuckle um, and it, it sort of sits... It's higher, and that's why it's only a couple of millimeters yeah. or so. Um, but they they thought it would give you know it would satisfy that high riding sort of SUV appeal. If it was um, a German car, that would be a pork knuckle. A pork knuckle on the top, mm. yes, mm. and a nice uh, yeah. pills uh, <laughs> yeah. off to one side. Docking suspension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, big pun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I I don't really like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's move on. How about those swans? Eh? Yeah. Um, now, speaking of things, some people like and some people oh, some don't people like. Love. It's time. Oh, exactly. It raises passion. <laughs> Either way, it's time for Musquatch. Right. So, first of all, the big mm. the big news is Tesla production, and that's what a lot of people were hanging on in yep. terms of first half, rather second quarter, and to get a total of Tesla production because a lot of investors and analysts were waiting for this number to make their predictions, their sales, their purchases, etc. So, uh, a tweet from the dear leader says it all. Congratulations, Tesla team, and thanks to all the new Tesla owners with two heart emojis. Because Tesla delivered 95,200 vehicles in Q2 ahead of an expectation of around 91,000. So they've exceeded expectations, which is quite interesting. Um, So according to CNBC, they've confirmed that that's a production and delivery record uh, for the brand. Just out of curiosity, um, this year Toyota, the top-selling brand, delivered 104,000. Yep. In Australia. In Australia. But that's, in the that's first half of the year. In the first half of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. that's still, I mean, it's, that's... It's America. Mm. It's America. Um, so they Norway. produced they produced 87,048 cars. Mm. Um, and so in the first quarter, they delivered 63,000. Uh, the share price jumped immediately, 7%, mm-hmm. uh, on the back of that. And <laughs> FYI, just as we noticed, you'll see it behind us, uh, Elon's changed his Twitter pick. It's now Rocket Man oh. reclining on the roadster's bonnet while drinking a cup of coffee on Mars. You know what's going to be the best thing about when he goes to Mars is he won't be able to tweet <laughs> do all anymore. that. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. It'll all be, uh, uh, be by oh, then. Sorry. Yeah, of course. He will have seamless. thought of that. Now, the other thing is there's been a little bit, bit of a, a brouhaha <laughs> yep. about some roadster acceleration claims. Oh. This okay. is a new roadster. The new the, the roadster that is yet to come. Yep. 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 So Clean Technica, shout out to them. Yep. Wrote a story which was a theoretical drag race between the Ferrari SF90 Stradale and a Tesla Roadster. How do you right? do a theoretical drag race? Well, they just <laughs> they went to the specs. Let's go to the spec sheets. <laughs> That's amazing. So the Ferrari SF90 Stradale, as we know, it's a plug-in yep. hybrid, mm-hmm. has three electric motors mm. and just a sneaky four-liter turbo V8 oh. in there as well. So. They're claiming 0 to 100 kmh in 2.5 seconds, Uh 2.5 seconds. Now, remember, for people listening in the USA and elsewhere, Mm -hmm. that equates to 0 to 62 miles per hour. Yeah. All right? 0 to 62. So, Clean Technica says, since Ferrari did not provide 0 to 60 mph numbers, the comparison needs to be 
0 to 62 miles per hour or 100 kmh. Mm -hmm. And according to Tesla's website, the next-gen Roadster goes from 0 to 100 kmh in 2.1 seconds. Okay. While 0 to 60 miles per hour is 1.9 seconds. Okay? Remember yep. those numbers. Yep, right. Last Thursday, the dear leader tweeted in response to Clean Technica's post promoting its story mm. that the roads to 0 to 60 mph time is actually 2.1 seconds, not ah. 1.9. Right. Ah. And you need to add the rocket thruster option what? to get to 1.9. Right? So that's a software option, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, rocket uh, thruster. So it's 10% like slower. Then it's claimed currently on the website. Right. And I went there. You can see behind us. The website currently makes that claim. Uh, 1.9 seconds. And Tesla's been taking orders uh, for the Roadster. Yeah. yeah. And the what's called the Founders Series car is going to cost as much as 300 grand, you know, uh, US, which is stratospheric money. It's massive. In the United States um, for one of those. So, people, it, look, the car is going to be extraordinarily fast. Yes. And we're splitting hairs here, but yeah. it's those hairs that actually get people's juices flowing when they're yeah. going to buy a hyper-performance car. Yeah. yeah. I'd buy two Porsche 911 Turbo S's. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I probably would as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you love Tesla. I do love Tesla, although a Porsche 911 he, can't do ballet. But then sometimes yeah. he doesn't. Tesla's can. Yeah. Sometimes he loves it, sometimes he doesn't. That's true. I mean, I've got, got a lot hot of I go hot and cold on, on Elon. <laughs> I am. On you know, Tesla. I watched all two hours and 37 minutes of the Elon Musk Rogan. Rogan Josh? Joe Rogan. <laughs> Not Rogan, Rogan Josh. You did have dinner That's after. A, <laughs> Joe Rogan show um, yeah. the other night. Yeah. It was a long night. All right. Yeah. In, in other news in that whole realm, the Mirror in the UK reports that SpaceX has already lost contact with three of the 60 Starlink satellites it put into orbit around the Earth in May. Oh. So There's uh, still a, yeah, 60, what, 57 a, left. As you remember, the satellites are part of a plan to provide cheap and reliable internet access worldwide. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of um, Samuel L. Jackson's character in Kingsman. In Shaft. If you've seen that, no, no, no. no. <laughs> We've seen he's he's putting phone chips in everybody's new chips in everyone's phone to control their minds. Ah. So just that bear that in mind when those satellites go up. Mm -hmm. uh, they Chemtrail. will eventually form part of a super constellation of close to twelve hundred satellites. However, three of the satellites have lost contact with ground control teams. They will now quote deorbit. Passively. That means drop out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. according to a SpaceX yeah. spokesperson. Mm. That means Earth gravity and atmospheric drag will pull them down until mm. they burn up in the atmosphere. Oh, okay. And it must be said that Elon had previously stressed that the early Starlink satellites have a high risk of not working given the quantity of newly developed tech that they carry. Yeah. So, all right, fair dues for that. Quote, he said, it's possible that some of these satellites may not work. And in fact... There's a small possibility that all of the satellites will not work, huh? <laughs> he said, ahead of the launch in May. I'm learning more and more about this guy. He's more of a, let's just throw it up and see this, if it yeah, works. Yeah, throw it at yeah, the totally. wall. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. So, as it stands, Tesla shares are at $234.90. That's up from $219 last week. So, a fair mm. old bump mm -hmm. from the production numbers. It was close to $240 on Wednesday, so it softened off a little bit. Yeah, okay. But remember that Tesla's promised between 360 and 400,000 deliveries this year, so they're at 158,200 yeah. deliveries for the first half. Mm. So they'll still have to deliver more than 200,000 vehicles in the Ooh. second half of the year All to right. get to the bottom end of their full-year guidance. So it's got to, they've got to keep that machine... Yeah. That sausage machine pumping out the cars and getting think, people to buy them. I think they're amazing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm back the other way now. <laughs> there you go. It's yeah. swung. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look, with that, we have reached the finish line. Thank you, M4. Thank you. And thank you, Richard. Thank you. And thanks to our producer, Mr. Pritchard. He's on fire, as usual. And please get involved and let us know He's what, not on fire. And what you think. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Someone put him out. Okay. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're a listener, remember, you can watch us on YouTube. I was talking to someone through the week who said, oh, yeah, listen to your podcast. And I said, you, you can watch it on YouTube. Really? YouTube? You can't? Yeah. Mm. Yes, you can. So it adds a bit of colour and movement. Give it a go. And if you're enjoying the podcast, tell others about the tools, please. It would be great if you could pass it on. Until next week, a truck has overturned and lost its load of Vicks Vaporub on Sydney's M5 this morning. Police say there will be no congestion for at least eight hours. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) I really like that. (laughs) I love Vicks Vaporub. (laughs) Maybe they can be our sponsor. (gasps) Yeah. Get in touch, Vix. Yeah. Mm, Tummy rub. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Tummy rub.